0: Hello and welcome back to the Whole and Complete podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Shantae. And Whole and Complete is all about faith and wellness, giving you the tools and the resources to love God and live well. And those little noises you hear in the background, that is our guest for today, Dr. Tiffany Bellamy. Dr. Tiffany has been a longtime friend of mine. She and I actually met in church and we finished our doctoral degrees around similar times. I finished in education. She finished in psychology. She's a practicing psychologist, and especially during this season, it's so important to bring psychological voices or voices from the mental health community into our conversation about spiritual wellness because we're in the middle of a pandemic and it's starting to take its toll. And so I'm so grateful that Dr. Tiffany has taken time out of her telehealth schedule to come and be with us today. Welcome,
1: Dr. Tiffany. Thank you for having me. I always love talking with you and especially talking about Psychology, my first
0: love. Her first love.
1: And <laughs> my first love.
0: <laughs> what I appreciate about Dr. Tiffany is that she has told me oftentimes, you know, whether it's a podcast or whether it's a book, she utilizes these resources with her patients. And that means a lot to me because this podcast cannot grow without you. Um, as a matter of fact, we started, oh my goodness, a little less, a little over two months ago. And so I have a three-month goal. We are so close to 10,000 downloads. And so if we can hit 10,000 downloads by May 18th, we are, man, we are just phenomenally blessed in that regard. And so as I always say, every single episode, there's no algorithm between your fingers and your friends. So if you want to share this, if it's going to bless somebody, if it's going to help somebody, if it's going to just give somebody a a sliver of sunshine in their day, please make sure that you share it. And thank you so much for those of you who have taken the time to write a review. The reviews mean so much to me. I do read them all. And if you have time, which I know you do because we're in the middle of a pandemic and we have nothing but time, (laughs) if you could please make sure that you leave a review. So let's jump right into our content. So Dr. Tiffany, you had a chance to listen to the Temptation series, did you not?
1: Yes, I did. Of course I did.
0: Okay, so I'll I always start off with what was kind of the biggest takeaway for you? Because as a, as a psychologist, as a practitioner, there are always going to be things that, that hit your ear gate differently than it might most people. So what were one or two things that jumped out for you? And we can use
1: that as a springboard for our
0: conversation today.
1: I think the biggest thing that jumped out for me was the ability to know that we have the choice of how we can respond to different situations in our lives. Um, I really like that you chose to focus on Joseph and his life, which is, I mean, clearly (laughs) an example of many of us, you know, maybe not to those extremes, but even in the worst of times, we do have the ability to choose. And so that is one of the greatest things that stuck out to me. Those are some of the things that we go over a lot in um, counseling or psychotherapy is what choice do I have? How much ownership can I take in this situation? I'm
0: so glad that you said that because a lot of times when our backs are against the wall and the heat is on, that is a question, you know, that that we kind of get confronted with like, well, what choice did I have? Or, Or what did you expect me to do? And there's always ownership of a choice we're in this season where the temptation is great to do a, a lot of things and Tiffany and I we joke offline, but this is like a bumper crop season for for men rolling up in the DMs I don't trust any relationship. <laughs> that would come out of this season. It's like, if we were at business as usual, if we could do what we usually do, would you even be giving me the time of day? Not to mention, I have my own hangups about, there's like a whole list of men that I won't date and I won't bore you with that, Dr. Tiffany, because I think we've already <laughs> talked about that list. The it <laughs> is, is that there's no shortage of temptation popping up and cropping up and and showing its ugly head and that we actually do have a choice in the way that we respond to that. So. One of the things that I wanted to to get into with you because you were the friend, you were the psychotherapist that said, Shantae, you need to become the expert of you. Now is your opportunity to become the expert of you. Can you tell me and my listeners why that is so important? That in this season where we're not as distracted, while we're not as busy, why is now as good a time as any to become an expert of you, quote unquote?
1: I'm so glad you uh, said that because when I was listening to the. um the uh, two previous episodes, I was like, that sounds like something I would say. And sure enough, it was. It (laughs) was, it was. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it it is so important that we take this given opportunity to focus on understanding us. Just think about it. There's no other place other than, I believe, counseling or therapy where we learn to study ourselves if we don't know who we are how we tick what our emotions trigger within us etc how are we going to expect for other people to treat us a certain way how are we going to know what opportunities we should pursue how are we going to know how to manage disappointment um how are we going to manage fatigue etc if you don't understand yourself if you don't know how you tick You know, life can be very uncomfortable. So I always tell my clients that it is so important that you understand who you are, why you think the way you do, why you feel the way you do, why certain things hit you differently than it may hit your friend and all the rest of that stuff.
0: It's so funny that you say that. So I'm going to deviate from the script a little bit. Did you happen to see this past weekend's episode of Insecure? I sure did. So <laughs> I joke with Tiffany all the time. I'm like, oh, insecure is a psychotherapist dream because <laughs> Tiffany can read these people back to front. Oh, here's her problem, here's her problem, here's the issues, here's the red flags. I mean, so it's it's a ripe ground for being able to, to problematize and, and tease out some of those issues. But I remember there was a specific quote or scene where Issa was saying, I feel like her ex-boyfriend's current girlfriend is reaping the benefits of the man that she quote unquote built or the time that she put in with her man when they were together now another woman is reaping the benefits of that and as i was looking through the twitter okay the black twitter so many people were triggered and activated (laughs) by that statement and so it just kind of that's what your statement made me think about is that you need to know what triggers you because triggers can come from all different kinds of directions. And so you could have been sitting at home, minding your own business, watching an episode of Insecure, a statement like that comes out and all of a sudden you're feeling some kind of way about your ex or you're feeling some kind of way about a previous relationship. But the question is, when you don't, what do you do with those feelings? And if you don't know yourself, it's going to be hard to navigate that terrain.
1: And you need to know why you feel that way. What does this mean? And I think that that is, um, if we stay on the insecure thread, I think that is what we're going to see this uh, season is that those young ladies are figuring out, like, why do I feel this way? Because when she said that, and I'm like, oh, so she must not feel like she's good enough. Because even though you train him up, do you believe that he got right for her? You know, that she brought out the best? So, you know, it's a, it's a lot. You got to try to understand yourself and understand, well, why did this feeling come up for me? Why, when I see that person move on, you know, why do I feel that way? So you got to be the expert. You you cannot let your feelings or something that you see, you know, just take you over like that.
0: And that's a perfect segue back into the, the temptation, because now that we have, quote unquote, more time on our hands, I don't know about Android users, but iPhone users, I had to cut it off because I was feeling judged. (laughs) But every week I get a a, a alert that says your screen time (laughs) has increased or your screen time has decreased. And so, of course, now that we're not as busy, we're spending a lot more time on the screen. I've spent many hours in club quarantine with D-Nice and I know you have as well. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, our numbers are, are kind of up and because we're spending more time on our screens, you are more than likely to see some ghosts from the past. You are more likely to see some some friend that has gotten some opportunity or blossomed in some way that makes you feel some kind of way. And if you're not taking this time in this season to, as Dr. Tiffany said, figure out who you are, why that makes you feel a certain way, why that activates you, and, all the, and to process it, like what you're gonna do with those feelings, then, I think that it's a missed opportunity in this season not to be able to to do that. But I do want to move on, and I want to. This is my confessions. Okay, so when Dr. Tiffany gave me that piece of sage advice that take that time to know myself, you know, after my divorce, that was 2016. I did. I kind of took that advice, but I I really kind of fought it. And she will tell you that. I was afraid of the breakdown. I was like, oh, I can't go too deep into the emotions because I literally thought I was going to fall apart and that I wasn't going to be able to recover and I couldn't afford a breakdown because I'm a mother and I got a platform and I got a job and I just didn't have time for that. But it all caught up with me last year. So if you guys listen to the way beginning of this podcast about how I was radio silent for like 10 months, I couldn't even utter a sentence on the microphone. It's because I didn't take the time to do that inner work. And so what would you say to somebody like me who is trying to avoid the inner work? You know, how can people, what does it mean to be still with your emotions instead of trying to dodge and try to find a distraction or a project so that they don't really have to deal with it?
1: Well, here's the thing. We all, most of us, have at least three drives to us. We have, or I'll call them systems. We have the system that, keeps us always functioning. That's that goal-oriented, c- accomplishing tasks, you know, you know, crossing off checklists, whatever, because we need to see something produced. We need to see some, some type of product. So we, we need to
0: check a box.
1: We, right, we live in that system because it's very comfortable. There are very few emotions there, and if they are there, we can avoid them or be distracted by them. And then, the the system that we don't like is that threat system and i i say many of us find ourselves there right now because of the pandemic so the threat system tells us like oh man we're in danger and our body is telling giving us signs that we need to you know fight or flight and so to avoid the threat system we'll go back to the drive system right But there's this other system, and it's called the soothing system. That's the system where I say, okay, this is where you need to be. Or I'll just use you for example, like Shante. Like Shante, you need to allow yourself to sit in that soothing system so that you can understand what it is that you're feeling and understand what these feelings or emotions are doing for you. Are they keeping you from something? Are they pushing you towards something? And that's where that temptation comes in sometimes, succumbing to it, because we wanna feel a certain way, we wanna look a certain way, and sometimes we're tempted to go that easy route, but we haven't invested in that soothing system, that system that allows us to slow down, to understand ourselves so that we can repair, recuperate, rebuild, and digest some of the things that are happening so that we can go on and not just use that drive system to be um distracted or to deny who we are totally. You said something that
0: that I want to pick up from. <laughs> I don't want to lose this point. It's so it seems like when you're trying to to dodge the emotion and and the temptation is let me find a project, let me find a pastime, let me find something that's going to keep me from having to deal with these triggering feelings or these uncomfortable feelings. So not that it's a double whammy. So not only does it pile up, but it also seems like you don't learn to cope. So when you don't confront it, you can't cope with it. You don't know how to, to measure that growth because there have been times I think most of us where once upon a time, at a at a younger part or a, a less mature aspect of our lives, something happened and we went off or we called a friend or we was like, or well, we cussed somebody out. But then a similar situation happens three, four years down the road when we've done some inner work and, we, and it just doesn't even phase us in mm-hmm. the same way. There's evidence of growth. Like, oh, see, mm, look how far I've come. Because once upon a time, that would have really set me off. But now I could just be like... <laughs> Moving and on, the thing
1: I, is, you know why it set you off. You yes. you are taking the, the time to identify exactly why did this set me off. And if we don't invest in that system, that soothing system, that part of us that learns ourselves and knows how to, you know, manage these emotions, because the truth of the matter is we're human beings. They're not going anywhere. You can pile them up, stack them up, you know, mm-hmm. tuck them under the bed or whatever, but they're not going to go anywhere. But the reason why you'll always be reminded of them is because you have conditioned your body to also just live in that threat system. You're always tense. You're always on edge because you're so busy trying to push down all of those feelings and emotions and the negative reminders that you have not learned to deal with. So if you don't become the expert of you, you're going to make the same mistakes. You're going to enter the same type of um, tempting situations. Even, you could be really productive, but you still won't even be able to get to that next level because you just haven't de- dealt with a part of you. So I'm going to put
0: you on the spot because I know that you've had many a client sit in your chair and they've made some progress, but then they come in and they say something and you be like, "Ooh, we, are we back here now? You know, they've taken a few steps back. And so in this season where temptation can show up, can manifest itself in many forms, how would you as a, a psychotherapist advise a client on how to distinguish between a blessing and a trap, something that's going to move us forward or something that's going to move us back. You know, so when you do get that text that pops up or when you do get, you know, some opportunity that somebody says like, oh, let's get in on this or let's do this or what have you, from your experience, how do you distinguish between the blessings and the traps?
1: Well, I think what's important to note is that it all goes in a pot. It all goes in the pot. We've seen that time and time throughout the Bible. You could be doing good and, you know, some of the things that you've been working on, your weaknesses show up pretty packaged and especially during a pandemic and you might slip and you might uh, fail, but you know, you know, so when that happens with clients, what we don't do is have a pity party about it but we do allow ourselves to sit in it and understand what's really going on. Is this a time that I, th- I felt like I needed some reassurance and so I just went on with the temptation. And so we went on with the temptation, we also have to explore the consequences of that. So what I always do is say, hey, let's, let's be reminded. Let's be reminded of where we came from and where we're trying to go to. We're not going to, you know, hold on to mistakes and woe is me and things like that. And don't get me wrong, there is space to be sad and to have negative emotions because I don't believe in erasing those things either because they're real. However, at the beginning of this, I said we always have a choice of how we're going to respond and move forward. So if I do have this thing that comes up and... All of me wants to say that, but this is really a blessing because if you look at it this way and if I try to make it that way, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, my question is, okay, so what is it that you really want? What is it that you really want? What is the feeling? What is the need that needs to be uh, fulfilled? And we what, go from What is there. the itch
0: that needs to be scratched? Yeah. Yep. And, and that's and something- That's so key. You know, you said something, I needed reassurance or I I needed a win. A lot of times we don't realize that sometimes temptation manifests because we're looking for a win. You know, if Uh somebody hurt our feelings or if a friend got some opportunity that we really wanted or the opportunities that we want are not manifesting, sometimes we get so low on ourselves that we're just looking for a win and we will pursue it. We will chase it. We will... Invite it and embrace it in whatever form it comes just so that we can quote-unquote feel better about ourselves But I think to dr. Tiffany's point you have to ask yourself "Hmm, Is this the best way to go about it? Is this really how I really want to to process? these needs and these feelings and one of the things that we don't talk about as much is We may not if we ask people flat out. Are you a user? Most people would be like no, I don't use people. I don't do that. I'm not cut from that cloth. But if you think about it, how many of us have used people to get that win? How many people have entertained them, engaged them, given them the time of day just so that we could feel good about ourselves? And then once we've, you know, gotten that itch scratched, then we don't want to have anything to do with them. And I know you see that in your practice more often than you probably should.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I think that and one of the controversial statements that I have is that yes we use people but the problem is when we misuse them oh oh talk about it talk so about there's not you know we we live in a world where we exchange right there are let's just say you and i there are things that you are great at and there are things that i'm not <laughs> and so if and, vice versa, you,
0: and vice versa and vice versa
1: So if I call you and I'm going to use your expertise to help me get further along, that's fine. The problem comes when I misuse you. When I misuse you, I'm not only doing it just for my gain, but I'm doing it also to the detriment of you. And to bring some type of negativity upon you or take something from you that I shouldn't be taking.
0: Or disregarding the consequences that come to me. Yes.
1: Exactly.
0: Okay, so listeners, I want you to know, this is the part of the podcast where I start pulling out the offering tray off the shelf, because if I tell you, if I had some dollars, cash app Dr. Tiff a little bit later, because that was money right there. That, it's one thing to use people, but it's something else to misuse them. And I, I, as you were talking, an example that I'm thinking about is, if you have a need for companionship. Sure, you could go to the movies by yourself. Sure, you could go to lunch by yourself, but you would rather have company. And so the tempting thing to do would be, let me call Leroy because I know he gonna pay and you know, and it's like, it's a total exploitation. Your intentions are not entirely honorable, because you're trying to exploit somebody and their resources or exploit their feelings for you so that you can get a win again, so you can get that itch scratch. But so that's one route you could go, but you could go another route and be like, Hey, let me call Tiff and see if she's free, and then we can go to lunch. And so, am I using her for companionship? Yes, but yeah, you know, we go in Dutch, and and it's good conversation. But I'm not misusing Leroy to try to get him to pay and things like that. And we don't we don't think about ourselves in those terms. But I'm telling you, that type of stuff happens all the time.
1: And so, I think that when we you know resolve that, okay, we use people, but we don't want to misuse people. You have to get at the underlying, you know, the underlying feeling under that. You started with, I want companionship, but why do you want companionship? And what do you expect out of, you know, going to the movies with your friend? Is it just to hang out or is it literally that you just are in a place where you feel that you're not accepted by a lot of people? And so when we go back to being the expert of Mm -hmm. yourself, you need to know, okay, what am I feeling? Is this, you know... PMS, or is this just, <laughs> it's just you know, right? Or do is this my low self esteem shining out on me? And so, the one thing I did want to add is that that's why when you become an expert of yourself, you also establish a standard of care for yourself. And that standard of care will direct you to activities that you need to do or not do so that you can feel better about yourself.
0: I'm so glad that you said that and for those of you listening if you're like what the heck is like that rumbling and jumbling in the background so we are in the middle of like a thunderstorm i mean yes. it is it is pouring down and so i try to mute my microphone when dr tiffany talks but then i hear the thunder on her end and then she mutes it when i talk and you get a thunder on my end so the lord is speaking in case you guys are wondering
1: what the heck is that yes but- <laughs>
0: But I think that that Dr. Tiffany makes a, a really excellent point about the standard of care. So I'll give you an example. One of the things that I have experienced during this pandemic is rechanneling my stress and anxiety. So I am I'm becoming an expert of me, but maybe not in the way that that you're talking about because I'm already doing that inner work. But in terms of like my physical self, I'm. Once upon a time, you know, I have the the photo evidence to back it up, you know, my waist was snatched, okay? Like, I had that that curve, that natural, non-surgically-assisted shape, okay, that so many people try to purchase nowadays, but girl, when I got, when I became a woman of a certain age, all of a sudden, this gut just manifested out of nowhere, and I was like, what? What? It did not occur to me (laughs) that hormones were playing a role in that so sorry fellas you know but you you probably need to know this too but when you become a woman of a certain age and your estrogen levels drop your cortisol levels go up cortisol is the stress hormone and that cortisol sends the the fat straight to your waistline and I didn't know that. And so here I am doing what I used used to do. Or when times get hard, let me grab a drink. Or when times get hard, let me grab a snack or order some, some food or what have you, not realizing that, yeah, that might satiate me in the moment, but there's going to be a longer term consequence for that, especially in terms of my my physical health goals. And so what I've chosen to do instead is exercise i never thought i would be able to utter those words and say that oh i'll go for a walk or oh i'll start doing some crunches or oh i'll start you know i'll go on youtube and and do a workout but i'm becoming that person that that's part of my standard of care because i know that the workout is going to move me closer to the goal than the cupcake i know that the workout is going to move me closer to the goal than the alcohol and for my specific body type and and hormonal makeup Alcohol actually activates weight gain for me, which not that I'm some drunkard or alcoholic or anything of that sort, you know, but I do enjoy a glass of wine. And when I travel, I like to, to sample from, from different regions and things like that. But for what my goal is right now, for what my standard of care is right now, that's just not part of the program. And I think that that goes part and parcel to what Dr. Tiffany is talking about.
1: It, it does. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Whether it be, you know, physical, spiritual, emotional, um, psychological, you still need a standard of care for every area of your life. And I think that's great. And so can- to translate.
0: So can you talk about what some of those standards of care might be? So for me, sure, that's a physical example, but... Maybe it's something like, I don't accept phone calls from certain people after a certain hour of night, or I don't accept phone calls, period, after a certain hour of night. What are some examples of standard of care that you've seen in your practice or that you've advised with your clients?
1: Well, I'm so glad you mentioned (laughs) the calls. I encourage everybody to have a, a cutoff time. And you know, with the iPhone, there are a few numbers that can get through, like your mom or my sister, but... You cut your phone off at a certain time because one of the biggest problems that people have is with sleep. And if you don't get good sleep, then you're anxious, then you're not productive the next day, your mind is racing. And the truth of the matter is we haven't, you know we live in those two systems instead of the three. And so you have to train yourself to know how to sleep again. I believe everybody should have a sleep routine. What steps do you take before you get in the bed? And honestly, it's adjusted now, but Club Quarantine has worked its way into the routine. (laughs) Even though I usually say no screen time. (laughs) But, but, you know.
0: D-Nice is doing the Lord's work, okay? (laughs) He
1: is. He is. Because, I mean, music is very healing. Music is soothing to us right now. And I say, you know, other than being in the comments a little bit, you can listen. You can listen, but have have a routine for your bedtime. Have a routine for your morning time. I think that um, the other things that you can do with your standard of care is make sure each day includes something for yourself. What are you going to do for yourself? You're going to do stuff for your kids. You're going to do stuff for your job. You're going to do stuff for work you know, but what are you going to do for yourself? And that has to be in there. And then I think that people also should identify ways that they're going to shift to, towards coping, coping with negative emotions, coping with disappointing news, or, you know, these are some things I'm throwing out, coping with even the, the news, the pandemic. What are you going to do? Are you going to restrict your time? Are you going to say that I'm not going to listen to the the president's <laughs> report every day and I'm just going to mm. stick to the governor? Mm-hmm. I mean, but you have to have something. You really do. Because if you allow yourself to cope in the same manner, you're going to just shift yourself back into those two systems instead of learning how to be in that third system. And that, that's the expert area where I can know how to, Self soothe where I can build myself up and etc. So, there's those are a few things.
0: Thank you for, for sharing that. And there's a couple of things I want to pick up on that you said. One, I, literally, I could do a whole series on sleep. I didn't realize how critical sleep was. And again, hormones were disrupting my sleep. I used to be able to sleep like a baby. Like when I put my head to the pillow, that was it. Eight, nine, ten hours, no problem. But then you become a woman of a certain age you have all these internal changes and so dr tiffany is absolutely right i had to i had to retrain myself to learn how to sleep and part of that does mean screen time is is off by a certain time so there's a certain hour of the day or night where screens are not happening because it disrupts the circadian rhythms but another thing about sleep is that when you don't get adequate sleep it also contributes to things like weight gain and stress when you don't have good sleep Your cortisol levels are through the roof because your body has not had adequate time to reset. So Dr. Tiffany is absolutely right. If you don't have a sleep routine, you definitely need one. But something else that you said that I want to make sure that we pick up on is how we're navigating and anxiety during the pandemic because There's so many sad stories. There are so many tragic losses. People have lost their children. People have lost their parents. People, there's just so much loss. And there's also a lot of misinformation that's happening right now. And so you have to be willing to set a boundary. You have to be willing to to, to filter some of that out. You have to, to guard what comes into your eye gate and your ear gate and determine how you're going to, to get your information so that you can stay informed, but not necessarily tuned into that cycle 24/7. Because after a while, that does begin to take a psychic toll and it creates more anxiety than it alleviates.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, you know, I strongly, strongly recommend, and it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. Don't get me wrong. Some people are just news buffs. So they, they, hearing the news and being in tune is part of their routines, but you have to know what is helpful and what is not. And so I strongly encourage people to reduce their engagement with um, the news and the articles. And, you know, we live in a time where information is sent to us, whether you want it or not, it's going to come through the phone. It's going to be on your timelines. It's going to be on the TV. If you still listen to some, form of radio it's going to be on there and you have to set a boundary you have to set a boundary of what you need to know and what you don't need to know and when you need to know I'm best you can give me some news in the morning maybe midday I'm not going to listen to it in the evening because I don't want to have the dreams I don't want to be up all night I don't want to you know and I know this about myself you know (laughs) I just wanted to mention that
0: so listeners, there's been a lot of gems in this episode, the standard of care, the the coping mechanisms, the soothing systems, the differences between use and misuse. So the last question I'm going to ask you, Dr. Tiff, as, as you take us out is what are, well, asking your opinion. So Right now, you said, you know, develop some systems for your self-care, develop a morning routine, develop an evening routine. How do you feel about goal setting right now? Does that just give us one more box to check? Or do you see this as an opportunity to kind of productively use the pandemic? Where, where are you in that spectrum?
1: Well, you know, I, I'm big on individual differences, really huge on that. So there's not a yes or no, or this is good or this is bad answer from me. I'm going to just say that whatever goal you set, that you're really in tune with the purpose. And if you have the capacity to pursue the goal, that's the thing. Because sometimes we set goals because of the pressure. if I see another post that talks about uh, creating a, a, a Fortune 500 A company, business, a side <laughs> hustle, that. yeah that's not for everybody and everybody cannot emotionally be present to do that right now. You know, there was life before the pandemic. And I have to remind people that, that, you know, the pandemic is one thing, but people have all kinds of things going on with themselves. So they have to find their place in these uncertain times. So yes, it may be those of us who, are trying new things and that are setting goals, and there's nothing wrong with that because you might be able to function at that time. But there are people that are just trying to, you know, wake up and feel good, just and they were doing mad. that before, you know, before all of this. And I'm, this doesn't make it easier,
0: right? I'm so glad that you said that. So, listeners, that's where I want to leave on that note one of the ways that you can avoid temptation is setting a goal but if that's not your mo if you don't have the emotional capacity if you don't have the bandwidth to do that because the pandemic itself is taking such a toll on you then you don't have to do that and you don't have to feel pressure to do that like right now my youtube channel is so funny because i watch youtube every single day that's where i get my workouts from now that the gym is closed my youtube channel i need to post another video and i haven't because If I'm being just 100% frank, I don't have the bandwidth for that right now. I don't have the mental capacity for that. I'm glad that I have the mental capacity to podcast. This this show gives me so much life. It really does, especially when I know that I'm serving a higher purpose. But YouTube is going to have to wait until I have the capacity to do that. Because in addition to doing this show... I also have a job, I also have a child, I also have two parents who are trying to recover from a very serious illness. And so it's okay to say, I just don't have the capacity to do that and not to feel pressured or triggered or what do they call that FOMO the fear of missing out on something yeah Um, because look celebrities sitting in the house with their hair nappy just like we are so it it, at the end of the day just do what works for you as they say do you boo but you you're not going to know what works for you unless you do as Dr. Tiffany says become the expert of you and take the time to do that so Dr. Tiffany where can people find you if they want to connect with you, if they need your services, if, if they want to find you and, and more of the wisdom that you have to offer, where can they find you?
1: Well, you can visit my website. It's www.drtiffanybellamy.com. That's Bellamy, like as in Bill Bellamy. <laughs> right, everybody know Bill, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> or on Instagram, and that is Dr, D-R, underscore tiffany.
0: Michelle, I believe. Yes. Like, Wait a minute. Did I put my middle right. name in there?
1: Yes, Dr. Tiffany Michelle. So y'all got Stephanie. her government
0: name. Y'all got her Instagram name. <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can find her. And are you taking clients right now? Because I know a lot of psychotherapists that are not.
1: Oh, no. I'm taking clients. I'm taking <laughs> therapy clients, counseling clients, coaching clients. Yes, all of the above. She said the doors
0: of the church are open. uh, okay, open,
1: wide open. And, you know, it's it's been really good to be able to do telehealth sessions. I know that's not everybody's, you know, cup of tea, but it's been going well. So if you are that person that is looking for 45 minutes to an hour just to check in and, you know, talk about some things, I am your girl. You can hit me on Instagram. You can hit me on my website. You can look at me on psychology today. I mean,
0: I'm there. She's there. Thank you so much. And listeners, if you have any questions, comments, takeaways, please hit us up at Dr. Shante Says, at Dr. Tiffany Michelle, show some love uh, because she just dropped so many gems today. And if you have any questions, comments, takeaways, please let us know what they are. And I will see you guys next time.